Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, Rye. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about, well, physical fitness for the apocalypse. Um, basically, you know, you always see, uh, you, you hear about the, the winter storms and people go out and shovel and, and they drop dead of the heart attack in the driveway or, you know, whatever comes up and it's first time they're ever out walking, they walk a half mile up the road and that's too much for them. You know, I, I think some of you guys remember, uh, like if you're you're not really in shape, if you go in and you know you you carry a stove up three flights of stairs, all of a sudden you're out of breath. You know, and yeah, what's honestly, that all about? Honestly, you shouldn't be. That that's the bottom line. Um, but it's weird because it doesn't take too long to get kind of your heart health, you know, up in a higher level. You don't need to necessarily see the outside change, you know, on your physical body to really start to get some of those improvements. Um, it, it, you know, I notice when I go running, when I start running or stop running, if I do it for two weeks in a row, I'm like a world ahead of where I was, you know, and I maybe lost two pounds, three pounds or something doing that, but it's a big difference in how you are. Well. That's kind of what, you know, these extra stresses are what happens in the apocalypse. So now that we have Kevin back with us, Kevin, what do you think? Well, I think that uh, I was, I was uh, as Dalen, Darren Taylor suggested, I was in prison. Um, well, so it's a rough did, weekend for you, yeah, you know? Yeah, he, he did send some money to my canteen, though, so I was able to uh, buy some cookies and, and get some bitches. Um, but, I mean, back out now, so... Back, uh, back in back business. Back in business. Yeah. And the ATF wasn't involved in this, uh, 
we're uh, uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. Okay, fair we'll enough. Get going on to the next next thing. Um, now, physical fitness. Uh, General Patton from World War II. I'm sure most of you guys know who I'm talking about. He had a requirement with his soldiers that they could all run a mile in ten minutes. All right, that and sounds reasonable. Even him, him himself, uh, and that was because. Uh, if you could move an entire mar- mar- army a mile in 10 minutes, that would keep the enemy, you know, on their toes. Okay. So, I mean, really, uh, you know, different ages and, and different categories, you know, everybody's got their own fitness level. You know, yeah. if you're 65, you're already at a different level than somebody that's at 25, you know? So, I mean, it's uh, it's really a lot to do with keeping up with with yourself you know so general Um, maintenance and and that's the thing is like once you start to let things go you know i I always heard when i was younger that if you start working out it usually takes like if you spend a year building it up it usually takes two years to go back down to that same level if you go back to the same you know fitness you know same diet and whatever as you were post working out you know, uh-huh. it, it's supposed to buy you a little extra, but it does go away. You know, if you start slacking off mm-hmm. and now, why do you think it matters? Like, what do you think it's going to make a difference when you're, you know, what are the changes that happen after, uh, you know, once we become a little more self-reliant, if you yeah. will? Well, I mean, there's going to be a big difference, isn't there? As far as the amount of physical labor you're going to have to do. You know, when the electricity isn't doing all your work for you, you know, you're going to have your hands full. And if uh, you feel like shit, you look like shit, nobody wants to have sex with you either. Oh, and that right there. Then why do you, you don't even have the motivation to live, you know? Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? Why even go on? Um, Mm -hmm. So that, that's definitely something to take into account, you know, and, and the ladies, they're all looking for, you know, the strong strapping guy uh, in the apocalypse. So, yeah. And, and I, I just read a a newspaper, a news article the other day that said something about how women prefer dad bods. That is total. That's bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that is completely made up. Whoever wrote that article was just trying to make people feel good. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) wants a dad bod. No. No, no. I think what you're saying is accurate. I, I can't imagine a woman being out there like, yeah, you know what I really want? Somebody well, with a beer a- belly. <laughs> yeah. I want somebody who's soft and lazy. Yeah. Now I've got, you know, a, a basic rule of thumb that I think that we could all go by is, is just trying to get in 30 hours of an, or 30 minutes of an elevated heart rate every day. Okay. So, whether that's running, walking, jogging, you know, whatever your fitness levels that don't ha- don't kill yourself, you know, especially the first week. If you haven't been no. working out, don't don't go balls out right off the bat. Work your way into it. You know, when it comes to lifting weight and things like that, it's important to have your rest days. Uh, but when you're just getting started, take it easy. There's nothing maybe, wrong with that. Maybe start out with a hike or two, you know, hit the trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one of our uh, listeners sent us an email asking us to do uh, do an episode on on fitness. And what he was talking about was the uh, he wanted to kind of get an idea what the fitness was of um, the enemy. Um, uh, you know, he's talking about uh, the Viet Cong, for one, you know, 
they were uh and He's they afraid they're gonna their... rise up again. Is that what is <laughs> he, going on? Well he, he wanted a you know, he wanted to know what uh you know what kinds of things they were getting into. And I did a little bit of research into it. Um and they focused most of their uh fitness on hiking with packs on. Okay. Now that makes sense if you're involved in jungle warfare. You have to be self sustaining, self reliant, you have to be able to carry everything with you. Um, so, and I think that's, that's really a basic, uh, it's a good idea for anybody that's prepper, you know, doing long hikes with, uh, with a, uh, heavy load. That sounds right. I mean, you know, being able to move and, and carry some gear. I mean, that's a thing. And you assume you go off, you know, you're, you're heading out to the woods or whatever, you know, scenarios might play out. Maybe your house is overrun and you guys have to take off. Well, not only do you have to worry about yourself, but now you're carrying gear. Um, maybe you have family members mm-hmm. and, you know, your little kids and whatever aren't going to be able to carry any significant gear. And even so, you're going to want to have everybody moving quickly. And Right. You know, self-reliance, you know, having yourself at a certain fitness level is going to well, really be the difference in life and death, you know. And I honestly think, you know, heart attacks and that kind of thing are really going to take a toll if people are suddenly thrust into things. I think it's that sudden stress, that change in your routine, you know, that, that really does people in. They, they say that the highest heart attack day of the year is uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And you're most likely to have a heart attack, I think, Christmas Eve at 10 o'clock at night is when it happens. And, you know, I, that kind of thing, it's because it's stress and it's change. And honestly, probably people's diets go to crap at, uh, but, you know, is your diet going to go to crap in the apocalypse, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, But it's definitely going to be stress. And these are the kind of things that, you know, trigger change and you know, as a prepper, it's kind of our duty to, you know, our, our mission to, you know, prepare a little bit and plan for things. And guess what? You know, being the, the fat, lazy guy, you know, everybody's like, well, I got my AR-15 and I'm just going to sit on the couch and shoot out the window. Well, what about when you got to be working the farm all day and then you're doing watch for five hours a night because you don't have enough people to, you know, man things. Well, that's going to put stress on your body and that's going to tax you. So you had some kind of guidelines on maybe how we could uh, get into shape. Yeah. And I, I want to go over some, some, just some basic stuff that we can all do at home without joining a gym. Um, you know, obviously going for, for 30 minutes of, uh, of aerobic exercise every day is, is a plus. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've got I've got a little routine here. Um, starting out with lunges. You know what a lunge is. You know you have your two feet. Um, you know one in front of the other, and you're basically dipping with one leg, bringing your your front thigh down to like a uh, parallel with the ground, and then back up. You're gonna do that with each leg. You know. 10 times mm-hmm. is a good place to start with that. Uh, now, next one is push-ups. Push-ups are pretty pretty basic. Everybody knows how to do a push-up. Keep your form straight. You know, 
you're really working your chest and your triceps there. Now, I knew a guy from prison, and uh, he who said you met over he, the weekend. He said that he did he did 500 push-ups every day. All right, when he was in in prison, and this guy was uh, maybe 65 when I met him, and he was he was yoked. And you know the food is not not great there. You're not getting a lot of protein, but you know putting in the effort really really does it. Now what he told me was that before he worked out, he would always start with squats. He said that it increases your testosterone. I don't know if that's bullshit. I've heard it a couple of, couple of different places. Maybe it's made up, but uh, squats are good for your butt. Everybody wants a good butt. Yeah, right? the butt's the key. The butt's the key. Women love the butt. Men love women's butts. Everybody got to do squats. Got to keep it tight. All right. Now, uh, next next set after the squats is I like to do uh, the eight count bodybuilders. Do you remember Chuck? Do you remember eight count bodybuilders? Did you do I those? Think when I, do. Camp? I yep. think I do. I think I do. Now you squat down. That's one. Kick your feet out. That's two. Do a push up. That's three and four. Coming back up. Five is pulling your legs back in. Six standing up, jumping jack. That's seven. Back down. That's eight. And that's your eight count bodybuilder. All right. Now, I like to do ten of those. It's it's you know you you can get do those your blood all day. moving. You're, yeah, you're, you're really good at good exercise doing that. Um. Now you also want to work on your core. That's an important part. Keep keeping everything together. So you do the uh, the the side planks. You know what that is. That's that's where you uh um. Yeah, you kick your legs out and you lay on one arm. So you're laying, your body is is parallel or, you know, in a diagonal to the ground there. And you let your butt sink down and touch the ground and then back up. All right. You do that on each side to to get your sides in in business. And then you do the sit-ups. Now, I like to do crunches, but crunches are more subjective, whether you're doing a crunch or not. You know, a, a sit up, you know, when you did a sit up all the way down and all the way back up. So, I mean, that's that's really, you know, that's really pretty. Uh, yeah, but if you're feeling the tightness in a crunch, but there's definitely some cheating potential, <laughs> there's cheating potential. But who's going to waste their time with cheating? You know, right, I mean, you're just only don't bother. <laughs> so just don't just go back to bed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's my basic, uh, my basic um, routine. Now, when I was in the Navy, I used to, uh, when I was stationed with the Seabees, they they are crazy about fitness. All right. So we would start with a with a you know a stretch routine. Then we go through the whole, uh, you know, basically the whole set out that I just just uh, went through, and then we would top it off with a four or five mile run. Now. I don't know if I could do a four or five mile run every day without without being sore for a couple of weeks. But, you know, we all have to start off, you know, where you're at. If you're doing yeah. a four or five mile run every day, that's great, man. I don't have anything to tell you. Well, it's, I think cardio, you know, really comes in to key. I mean, that's where, you know, you see the seals and the, the everybody kind of just really – focus on the cardio you know once you got yeah you see them working out and you know the big arms and all that but 
the huge amount of effort is on cardio activity, you know, and usually running. Right. Um, cause that's, that's something that, you know, I, I, uh, I did the, uh, the like search and rescue swimmer test and it's the same for buds or, you know, all these things when you want to get into the program, they have you do, you know, you'll go out and you'll do, um, you'll first, you know, I, oh man, it's been 20 years, I think since I did the, the test. So I'm trying to piece it all together, but I think the way it was when I did it was you do a mile and a half run and that, that doesn't sound so bad. And then they have you, well, in our case, it was do the mile and a half run, then run over to where we do the pull-ups, which was like another half mile. Mm -hmm. And they had to, you had to do, I think a minimum of eight Mm pull-ups. And so I'm the tough guy and I do, you know, like, 16 or something because i want to be cool right and then you had to do like a minimum of 60 push-ups which you're like oh that's nothing because this is all back to back though right right you're like oh 60 no problem so i do the 100 push-ups because i'm an idiot Mm -hmm. and then you have to swim like a mile and a half or something like that well that's the problem so you go do that last so you have to run over to the pool and, and go hit that so i jump in the water And I'm thinking I'm cool because I did all those push-ups and pull-ups and had to, you know, show off and be the jackass. And then I get in the water and I can barely lift my arms out of the freaking water to do, you know, (laughs) freestyle there. And, and obviously it's all timed, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, my arms were just done. I think I made it within two seconds at the very end. And I mean, that, that's how close it was with the swim because I had to be cocky and stupid with one. But I guess my point and the reason I bring up the story is that when you do the uh, the back-to-back, you know, it's that stamina that does you in. It's, mm-hmm. you know, one, being able, being smart enough to pace yourself, and then two, being, uh, you know, able to, uh, you know, plan out to sustain. You know, you're pacing yourself, but also having the stamina that you're going to be able to follow through. And, you know, they they always say, you know, when it comes to fighting and that kind of thing, you know, it's the guys who can keep going, you know, a lot of the big guys who you look and they're really muscular and yeah, they're great if they can win a fight in the first minute, minute and a half. But if you go three minutes of swinging, it takes a toll. You're winded. You don't, I mean... I know uh, what, that when I went out to Texas and I'm, I'm beating on a guy who's, well, one, he was like twice my size, but two, he was, you know, 15 years younger and a little bit healthier, well, quite a bit healthier. And, uh, and, you know, I'm throwing punches after two minutes and my arms are like nothing. I feel like, I mean, you know, when right out of the gate, it would be hitting it like a third of the power, you know, is what I'm throwing at three minutes in and four minutes in to really, you know, going and that stuff. It's amazing how much it takes a toll. So you guys really got to, you know, kind of get used to it and understand what happens to your body, you know, once you really commit. And right now, uh, I think a uh, a good um, a good gauge of of what you might need in in a prepper situation in a survival situation um, is a pentathlon. Now that was nice. designed. 
that was designed uh, basically as uh, an officer in the military carrying a message from one one place to another on his horse, being attacked. Obviously, so it starts starts off with with horse uh, horse riding and um, uh, uh, target shoot off the horse. Then sure. off the horse, you have to escape by swimming across a river. So there's a swim in it. And then after that is a run and another another uh, shoot. So, you know, doing a setup like that, it's almost like an Ironman uh, competition there with, with uh, you know, with shooting involved in it. And I think that's a, that's a pretty um, – I haven't, I haven't done one. So I, I think that's a pretty pretty good uh, setup there, though, for to cover all your bases. Now you're you want to work some kind of archery into this? I mean, are we? You know, well, it used to be instead of instead of target shooting, it used to be fencing. They ah. would start with a fencing match. But uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about fencing. I'd get my ass stabbed if I tried to play play with that. Yeah, that that sounds like a dangerous road, you know. Um, well, I mean, there's also a lot of ways, you know, they say if you do something for three weeks, it starts to become a routine and a habit. You know, we see a lot of guys, um, that, that guy, uh, what Chip Gaines from Fixer Upper, you know, got into running marathons or maybe half marathons after, uh, the show, you know, and he's like, yeah, I just wanted to do something. And once you get into that routine, you're Mm -hmm. able to, you know, build something up. Um, so looking at things like, uh, they have those Spartan races, um, something like that. It gives you a set goal. You know, I know some of you guys do that Murph challenge mm-hmm. um, that they do once a year. Setting a goal and a target for yourself and starting to really get into that fitness routine can really make a big difference. Right. Um, and that's that's a big part of it is getting that routine started. And have a purpose that's going to hold you accountable. You know, mm-hmm. and that that's why these races are a goal, you know, setting up to to do a marathon or, or something like that, because it has an end goal where you're going to be held to account. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, it's maybe just with yourself. Maybe your friends are going to come out and cheer you on or like that. Um, I got a guy I just started working with and, uh, and it's funny. You look at him and he's just seems like a pretty skinny average guy. And then, uh, we were out getting uniforms and stuff. And I was like, Oh, you got the six pack, you know, you, you got it going on there. And then we're talking and then I was looking and I was like, gee, your arms are a little bit, what, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, well, you know, that show American Ninja Warrior, I've been training to do that. And I'm like, Oh, that's uh-huh. pretty cool. You know? And I guess he's done a couple of qualifying things they do and, and whatever. And he's showing me the video on his phone. So it was pretty cool. I was like, you know, that that's pretty neat. And, but the idea is you just want to find something that connects with you and something that you can stick to, you know, maybe you're not able to do that, but you're like, but you know what? I could go for a walk for, you know, two miles a day. Well, one, that's going to change your level right there. Now I'd rather see it be, you know, running for three miles a day or, you know, even step it up to maybe five, but you know, there needs to be something that's going to hold you accountable, that's going to keep you doing it and keep you motivated. And that's right. really going to be the key to attaining, you know, a new level of fitness for you. 
Mm-hmm. Right, and you know, I, I, uh, just a just a side note: if you walk two miles a day and you run two miles a day, you're building the same amount of muscle. But what you're not getting is that cardio when you're doing the walk for your heart and the sustaining, right. you know, stamina, right. basically. And uh, you know, biologists are saying that every animal in the animal kingdom, including people have the same amount of heartbeats. So like if you listen to your dog's heartbeat, it goes a lot faster because they have a short life. a lot faster. Is that what right. you're going with? No, I asked my doctor that because I, I have the higher uh, pulse rate a lot of the time. Even when I was young and 18 and joined the Navy, they were always trying to get my heartbeat under like 100 beats a minute or whatever. And I was like, does that mean I'm going to live shorter because I only get so many? And right. they were like, no, that's not the case at all. And now you're telling me that. I'm telling you they were wrong. They were wrong. I'm going to die any day now. Now you think, why should I do cardio stuff? Because my, my, it's just going to increase the amount of heartbeats I have. But if you do cardio, it's going to kill me. It's going to lower your heart, your resting, your resting heart rate. Right. Sure. So, I mean, that doesn't, none of that, none of that really means anything. I'm just, just the interesting, interesting thing I learned. Well, now I'm a little scared. I'm going to go cry a little bit, you know? <laughs> That's all right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now, I think that uh, a lot of a uh, lot of guys have a hard time getting that routine started. Definitely. Um, And really, you have to motivate yourself. Nobody can make you get up and do that shit. I you recommend gotta do watching it. Rocky. Yeah, listen to, you know, I like to listen to Rob Zombie when I run, you know, keep me pumped. A lot of people don't listen to music at all when they run, and they have to just be alone with their thoughts. Now, that's oh, terrifying. that's horrible. That's, yeah. That is the most terrifying event that could ever happen. Yeah, a lot so, of people yeah. think that uh, listening to music is cheating. But, I mean, anything, whatever it is that gets you gets you moving, man. Yeah. No, there, there's no cheating when it... It comes to putting in the time and, and doing the workout, but definitely the consistency and you can't give yourself an out. You can't be like, well, today it's kind of crappy weather. It's really cold or, oh, you know, it's raining. It's sprinkling a little bit. I can't do it. You need to make a decision to do it. I, I know with me, I mean, maybe everybody's discipline level is different, but I, I know if you've been down this road and you've fallen off the wagon before, then maybe you should try something different. And the try something different is you have to decide, you know what, I'm going to get up and work out at whatever time. Or when I come home from work, the first thing I'm going to do is this. And you can't let anything get in the way. And if you're like, well, you know, what about my kid's school thing is this day? Well, then maybe you get up early that morning and you do it. But you have to make a decision to every single day do it. And as soon as you start allowing excuses or, oh, you know, I'm going to start next week. I'm going to start on Tuesday. I'm going to, you know, I'm really tired now. And it's not going to make a difference if I start a little bit later or, you know, the next day or whatever. As soon as you cut the corners, it's over. And especially when you're in that, first three weeks of building it up and getting into the routine. But it's the same thing. Once you start allowing the out, you know, even if you're six months in, as soon as you start taking breaks and, 
you know, well, you know, I'm on vacation, so I don't need to go running or I can eat crap, you know, that's when you get into that dangerous ground. So make a decision and decide, you know, it's something you want to do. And this is something you can do for yourself without spending money. And that's the beauty of it. There is so much you can do with your own body weight resistance that you don't need to spend money to get healthy. You don't need to be in the right location or the right climate. You know, put on that extra coat and get out there. Right, right. And I know, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the the king of fitness, was uh, was talking about that. And he said he always runs into people that said they just don't have time to exercise. They don't have time. But you make the time. Yeah, if that's your problem, he said sleep faster. You just have to sleep. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I like it. But, I mean, it's it's really – we can all make time. We all have yeah. a half hour, an hour where we sit and watch some bullshit on Netflix or some bullshit cable TV. You know, skip the news. There's nothing good on there anyway. It's just going to give you more stress. And skip it's going to be the same crap on there tomorrow, right? Right. right. So, yeah, no, there, there's so many opportunities that, you know, it's just, it's, it's just laziness that's getting us into trouble. And you just have to make a decision that that's what you want to do. And if you're serious about it, but I think really one, if you have somebody getting together with, I mean, man, if you go to your friend and say, Hey, let's do this Spartan race coming up in six months or whatever, even if you have to go out of town to do it or whatever, you know, but honestly, they, they seem to hit a lot of areas. There's a lot of them available to you, but you know what, if you have to travel and your spouse will be happy that you put in the workout, you know, right. Right. And I, you know, I got my Spartan medals hanging up somewhere of, of races I ran and they, you know, they're, they're a lot of fun. They are, you know, you get to hang out with a lot of like-minded people. Um, you know, anytime you do some sort of, uh, um, exertion of energy, you know, it, it comes back, it pays you back. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, don't think it's worth it. They don't have time. They're, you know, Honestly, it's going to make more time for you. Yes. And the way you feel, it's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that that's pretty much what I got on it. I mean, the bottom line, if you're serious about self-reliance, then fitness is really a key. Um, it's something that's going to make a difference. It's one, it's going to help you, you know, be able to sustain to be able to take care of the ones you love. You're going to be able to stand the watch and and do the things you need to do. And your body's going to be able to handle the little extra effort that's put forth, um, you know, without you having a heart attack. So just something to think about. And when you're going to the gym or you're lifting weights in your basement or wherever you have your setup and you're thinking, you know, I just don't have enough money to buy all those protein bars and those protein shakes and all that bullshit. You know, it's really cheap. Raw eggs. Drink them like Rocky. Oh, now you're talking. Dude, um, I, I, I I hit those myself. Uh, eggs, eggs, beans. Yeah. It's, it's disgr- and, disgusting, but I mean, what are you going to do? And if you're not even willing to spend the money on the food and whatever, if you're serious about the working out and the running – then just skip the french fries and the chips. Right. Eat what you were eating and go without the extras and you'll you'll get where you want to be if you're really doing the workouts, you yeah. know? Yeah, just, nobody needs to and you know I I mean I a protein talk, shake in the morning morning helps. So I'm not saying right. that that's a bad idea. I'm just saying 
Right. Start right. where you but can. I always uh, gave gave my wife shit because uh, she was going on these diets, and for some reason they're always fucking expensive. Yeah, I don't are. understand how a diet's expensive. You're, You're eating, eating less. less shit. Just eat less shit. That's a diet. You know, people are like, oh, how'd you lose weight? And I'm like, oh, eat less and move around more. Oh, you're a dick. Well, yeah. no, that's really what you got to do. It. That's the whole thing. You know, there's all sorts of little tricks you can learn. But really, that's it. Eat less and move around more. There you go. From from uh, the mouths of babes or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I there mean, you it, have it. How, many, how many sodas do you have? I'm not talking to all of you. I'm talking to some of you. How many sodas do you have every day? It ain't good for you. Switch to switch to water. Oh, I don't like the taste of water. It's water. How do you not <laughs> like the taste of water? It's water. Stop being so fucking greedy. You need sugar in every drink you drink. Oh, now you're bringing the sadness. Come on. <laughs> you know they got a water cooler at work. Come on. Mm-hmm. Work with me. Yeah, it comes right out of the tap. It's free. It's free. You don't even have to pay for that shit. Mm-hmm. And unless you live in Michigan or like 30 other cities, you know, right. Detroit and wherever, but Flint, wherever, um, you know, it's usually reasonably healthy. Yeah. And everybody says that their water in their town is shitty. That's just because you don't like water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or if you feel like you have to, you can spend that, spend that extra $3 for a bottle of Fiji water. There you go. Just, now just we're talking. That there's less arsenic in your tap water than there is in Fiji water. Just putting that out there. All right. Something to work with. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're killing me. So anything going on in the world? We're good? Yeah, no, I just, uh, just was reading that uh, a 70, 72-year-old woman just had her first twins. Nice. They've been trying. She's the oldest woman to ever give birth. They've been trying for... Uh, for 50 years obviously uh, her husband was a little bit older but they took his old ass sperm and fertilized an egg and put it in her and she gave birth to twins uh by c-section over in india but you know india they they're always doing crazy shit like that crazy shit so i don't know i mean you're gonna be 90 by the kids the time the kid's 18 but whatever yep i mean do your own thing teach his own right that's right. I'm I'm 38 and I'm uh my kid's 16 and I'm happy about it. Moving on That's in it. life. That's no, my I started youngest. young and yeah, I'm ready to have him gone, you know. Youngest mm-hmm. is 19. We're we're moving him out. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the way things need to be. We got to move in the right direction. Right. More money for guns, more money for, you know, for mom and dad alone time. Alone time. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. Mon- time to review the water bill or whatever it is parents <laughs> do these days, you know? Uh-huh. Um, not bad. Um, no, with that, um, you guys know about Tac Pack. Um, we have a sponsor on this show, uh, Tac Pack. They have cool tactical gear that basically for, I think it's forty nine ninety five a month, they have a subscription and they'll mail cool, like usually AR-15 related uh, sporting tactical gear i would say sometimes knives i would say if you're not an ar-15 guy it's probably not going to be up your alley but if you're into guns and cool things that you didn't know about accessorizing Mm -hmm. and expanding 
tack pack may be right for you. And if you use the code badass, you may just get some cool free shit sent along with it and they will hook you up. So maybe something you might want to look into. And with that, stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.